I met this guy named Chris. Okay, shut up. Nick, what song are we doing? Uh, we are doing Christmas in the Sand today. Wait, uh, what show are we on? You are listening to the Songtopsy Report, where we dissect bad music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. And I am Mike Russell. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just a passive observer now. I'm just going to listen and not speak because apparently I'm not on the show. Well, no. In all honesty, welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone. Uh, we are... Ugh, Mike, I don't... This so... song sucks, Nick! This song sucks! And, there's, and and you know what? And If Steve doesn't agree with me on this, I mean, you, you want to you talk about hating commercial Christmas, okay? First of all, the epitome of commercial Christmas is Santa Claus, okay? Because he's all about the presents. Now, you're going to take commercial Christmas and just sexualize it. I mean, what are we doing here? Christmas is supposed to be about family, about about just, like, feeling good and nice. But, I mean, but this it goes too far. It goes, it goes too far, Nick. I mean, Santa sure seems to be making her feel nice. <laughs> no, Mike, I am, I am, uh... I'm going to get on my high horse this episode because I think, honest to God... Oh, you're so tall now. I know, oh, I know. Whoa, whoa there, Wilbur. I like 16 hands, man. It is. It's very It's very hard to record from up here. Um, But, Mike, listen, there's not many good things in this world left, okay? Everything is corrupted by everything. We get. I po- made sure of it. <laughs> everything is politicized. Everyone is argumentative. Uh, the world... No, outlet- they're not. Shut up. <laughs> everything is terrible. There's not many good things that we can kind of grasp onto. Just like nice, good, innocent things. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. Uh, listened to the song by Colby Calais. Um, I listened to some of her other songs. I listened to some interviews of her. And she just seems like an honest-to-God nice person who writes nice music that is in no way, shape, hey. or form sexualized or twisted you you are the out imagination of your mind. that you must have to make the logical the illogical leaps to make the song about her wanting to bang santa is just is is i will say it is preposterous it is maybe, outrageous Ill, maybe, illogical maybe, illogical maybe tell tell the audience what the name of the song is the first. song is called christmas in the sand aka having sex with a large fat man on the beach that may have been the working title but that's not what the final title was now listen listen she's she's very beautiful she has a nice voice well no matter what the song she sang, Christmas in the Sand, just went against everything I like about Christmas music. It goes against the grain. <laughs> but no. So the song that we've chosen today, or that Mike has chosen, because I, unless he can convince me, I think that this is the first song that we've done that is a legitimately good song. Good? That, with the with the ukulele and everything? Like, yes, you can have ukulele in a good oh, song. You need but, jingle bells, man. Ugh. Okay, well, we're going to this. The song is called Christmas in the Sand by Colby Calais, and here's just a little bit of it. Still got a little festive vibe. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so glad I did a little research on this, man. Oh. <laughs> For a change. Okay, now I, I, I feel like most of your arguments are uh, about what you think the song is about are going to come from the chorus. So I'm going to hold off oh, on yeah, that. Oh yeah, but for do a you sec. do you know what uh, do you know what her nickname is? What's her nickname? Coco. How is it? Why is her nickname Coco? Because that's what her parents used to call her when she was a kid. So she's going to have herself on her lips. <laughs> yeah, I think she's like talking from the degree of like just like the idea of Coco on the list. When we get into the later bit of song, so it's you like think an Easter you, egg. It's an Easter egg, guys. So you think? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You think she used the nickname her parents gave her as a child as a sexual innuendo about how much she wants Santa? Her first album was called Coco. Yes, well. that makes sense. If that was her nickname, because it was part of her nickname. So I'm just saying. She didn't call it hot cocoa, did she? Did she call it hot no, she cocoa? said cocoa on my list. She just said cocoa on my list. So, oh, God. She's like trying to make you think it's the hot cocoa, Nick, but... I can already tell this whole episode is going to be a commentary on the... Uh, uh, I believe it was an apocryphal uh, statement by Sigmund Freud, which was, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, Mike. <laughs> yeah. All right. I know. This was just... Just hearing it like now, Mike, like, I feel like after maybe, doing a little research, like it's oh, it's like an Easter egg for me. But just like, just to just as a a, a counterpoint for whatever you're going to say for the rest of the episode, are you sure you don't want to fuck Santa Claus? Yeah, maybe you're projecting this onto poor Kobe, but it's really you, Kobe, who sees Santa in his bathing suit. Guys, no way, no way. So listen, this first part half of the song though, is fine. She's talking about peppermint. She's talking about. Coco, as we've established. <laughs> She's decorating trees, right? But that's that's the only, like, the first minute. The other three minutes of the song is terrible. Okay, well, I'll give a quick overview of Kobe, and then we'll get into the subsequent three minutes and, and, and see if Mike's theory pans out, which I don't think it will. So, Kobe Calais is a singer-songwriter. Uh, she became popular on MySpace, actually. That was kind of where she rose uh, to fame. Oh, why am I so bad at this? <laughs> what, what? What's the matter? Why is there? Oh God! Just let's all get famous off of our goddamn social media accounts. It's not. It's but no. So she got started on MySpace. She also auditioned for American Idol. She didn't mm. make it to the point where she got before you know the judges, but she made it fairly far. But like Steve, I feel like you are like condemning her for using social media to like get herself out I'm, there. I'm she not, had the talent to back it up. I'm not condemning her for it. I'm just mad at the world. <laughs> she's not the target. She's just the the in this moment, the spark that lit the flame of my own self-flagellation. Well, yeah, so she's adult contemporary singer-songwriter. Uh she had hit songs like Bubbly which I didn't think I'd know, but then when I listened to it again, I, I vaguely remembered it. She had other songs like Realize and Fallen For You, which I hadn't heard of before, but she is, I learned upon my research, the 94th best-selling music artist of the 2000s. Really? Which is pretty solid. Damn uh, it, be... I can't even break the 100s. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be that hard. How many singers and songwriters and bands can there be? But here's the thing, for so many artists that we do on this podcast, there's always like some kind of weird backstory or something that's like some crazy bizarre fact. Kobe Calais is just, seems like a nice singer-songwriter, knows how to play instruments, knows how to sing, can write a good song, and just seems like a decent, nice person. So, like, 
this bothers you that we we're doing this right now. <laughs> because like I mean, I just want to give you kind of an example because we're all so cynical. We are jaded cynical people. And researching Colby Calais and like reading the comments sections on her videos and hearing interviews with her made me realize there's still just honest to God, decent, good people in this world. There's still people who are just so like, and I don't want to corrupt that. I want to leave that. She's as already a, corrupted Nick. I'm no, telling she's not. you. Like, like for instance, like, um, like one of the comments on the, U- on, uh, the YouTube page for the music video, someone uh, named the skating penguin, which is adorable in and of itself said, quote, I saw Santa in his bathing suit. When I heard this in that song, I was laughing so hard. There's people... <laughs> Fat people can't wear bathing suits, huh? No! No! Oh, that's no, that's she's not it! She's a sizist. Or he or she, whoever that commentator is, is a sizist. They hate fat people. See, look what you're doing. You're taking a sweet, innocent comment. Oh, what Mary meant. Santa in his bathing suit. Why are they laughing? Why? Because a fat guy can't wear a nice bathing suit because they shouldn't be on the beach because they should have their shirts on all the time? That what they're saying, Nick? Uh, what about the comment right below that that said, I wouldn't mind finding Colby under my tree? What do you think? That's not there. Sh- oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait, it is. <laughs> not only is it there, it's uh, wouldn't mind finding Colby under my tree with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 exclamation points after it. No, and that, but the, that's not even it. Like, f- from Calais herself, she says, quote, it's, uh, the song is about sitting on the beach drinking your cocoa, and that could be hot cocoa or coconut water because it's on the beach. And Santa's on a surfboard and walks up the beach with his hands, uh, wait, sorry, <laughs> on a surfboard and walks up the beach and hands you a present and reindeer are playing with you in the sand. It's just like a tongue-in-cheek side of it. Uh, a tongue-in-cheek. Dude, shut up! <laughs> oh, come on. I Maybe put my tongue in her cheek. I'm Mike Russell. <laughs> yeah, she said, "quote It's it's such a fun song. It really shows my silly side of my personality that most people don't see. Beside my friends and family, you see, you see, my tongue in cheek is a figure of speech uh, that's used to imply that a statement or other production is humorously or otherwise not seriously intended and should not be taken at face value. It is not, in fact." her wanting to French Santa Claus. But the last little bit I just want to add in terms of uh, her own comments on the song. She said the the title track, because she had a whole Christmas album, and this was the title track from Mm -hmm. it, and she said that it was her favorite song on the album, adding, quote, it shows how us Californians occasionally spend our Christmases, and it's really fun, upbeat, and quirky. The video for it cracks me up. I'm dancing on the beach with elves and Santa surfing in the water. Like, these are, like... Everyone, everyone who is either Kobe Calais or listens to it exists in such a nice, innocent world. And if we talk about Nick, how this is about Nick, Nick, Nick uh, I am just shocked. I am shocked that you are more like, like seeing purity and like you know feeling like emotionally attacked by by this song than you were about the Christmas shoes, which was just like. Pure, Christmas shoes was a cynical, hypocritical, guys, compact guys, piece we of garbage. For an hour and ten minutes on Christmas shoes, let's keep focus on today's <laughs> okay. subject. All right, all right. I like days like this where I'm just the moderator. <laughs> I don't have to contribute or anything. All right, you guys so, fight it out. I'll just sit here and <laughs> speak up every few minutes or so. Well, no. So Mike said that the beginning of the song isn't necessarily the questionable part because what we've heard so far are the lyrics. I love Christmas in the snow, but Christmas in the sand don't end. I tell you, that's where it's at. Hawaiian tropic on my skin, a candy cane of peppermint, a hint of cocoa on my lips. It's very Christmassy theme so far. I think the background music. I think background music is perfect. It feels festive, but it also has that kind of California beach vibe. Like mm-hmm. it, it's like that little sweet spot. 
So you're saying, because we're about to resume the song, you're saying it's after here where you think it gets, it gets questionable? Oh, yeah. Right up. This is where, because this is where it happens. All right. So let's hear a little bit more. Could have been the sun. Could have been the sea. Could have been my childhood fantasy. There it is. It's everything. It's almost everything you need. It's almost That's everything, everything you need. Almost. Almost. Okay. Please uh, explain to me. So, could have been the sun, could have been the sea. You know, she's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I was hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Could have been my childhood fantasy. And what fantasy is that, Nick? Santa Claus shirtless out on the beach ca- trying to catch a wave. Like a surfer dude. Okay, yeah. So, think that's, about... That's not entirely a... a- uh, and now, that's, this not, is, that's not a bad fantasy. Now, I know you guys, all right? Maybe you guys, and, and myself included, all right? We haven't fantasized about a shirtless Santa Claus. Speak for yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd never fantasize. I live. <laughs> when, when I think about my first, like, fantasy, you know, on the adult spectrum of things, okay? Like, like as a kid, like a 12-year-old Mike Russell, like with the MTV Spring Breakers, like these <laughs> girls out on the beach in their bathing suits. This is like, I mean, it's so obvious. When you, when you say it's so obvious without offering any sort of backup... Uh, any 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 evidence to back up? Well, no, you're, you're, you're trying to draw a parallel between your sexual awakening and what you think Kobe Kelly's sexual awakening Childhood is. fantasy, Santa Claus in a bathing suit. I don't know how you guys aren't putting these no, two together. No, here's the thing. Like, she lives in California. She's from Malibu originally. So her childhood fantasy could have literally just been seeing Santa Claus. And if you're going to see Santa Claus in Malibu, he's probably going to be on the beach. And if he's going to be on the beach, he's probably wearing a bathing suit. And what world have you ever seen a picture or a, a, a movie of, of Santa in a, in a bathing suit. There's an old Pepsi ad of him, like, kicking back on the beach. Also, if you go to any, like, tchotchke store of any kind during the holiday season, depending on the region you're in, you'll see Santa in a bathing suit. Santa in, like, camo going hunting. Santa, like, Santa Santa is, an, is, is, a, is a figure that can be adapted for any particular circumstance. Like Freddy Krueger. So exactly you're, like Freddy Krueger. And also, Mike, you have done the uh, Santa crawl here in New York City. You have seen shirtless Santas. You have probably been one of them. <laughs> You've taken countless... And there's nothing innocent about it, Nick. There's nothing innocent about a shirtless Santa. You've taken <laughs> countless photographs of shirtless Santa Claus. They're pasted all along your wall with strings between them. But you're saying you think that this... You, you, so you are equating Kobe Kelly seeing Santa at a young age with 12-year-old Mike Russell seeing, what was it, Spring Breakers? Like, on MTV? <laughs> no, just ladies in bathing suits, man. That's when it all starts. That's how it all starts. It's someone in a bathing suit. Dude, how much more revealing can you get without being too revealing? I mean, Santa's in the bathing suit. That's all I'm saying. He's half naked. He's half naked, and that was her childhood fantasy. I'm just pointing it out. There. I mean, if he was wearing his full suit and he fell off the surfboard into the sea, it would get wet and drag him down beneath the waves to a to a watery grave. <laughs> Why isn't he wearing a wetsuit? Why isn't he wearing like a full like a, like one that kind of resembles like an all red and white like 
wetsuit. She didn't say he sees him in a wetsuit. It's a bathing suit. And we there's a there's a big difference. I'll just keep going. All right, yeah, let's hear a little bit more. See, see, see if any more evidence presents itself for your case. Like you are a pervert. You, you are staring at Nick like you have just cracked a nuclear secret. Guys, first of all, okay. No, please tell us, what does the present represent? It's oh, what he's going to give her, man. Please, give me an interpretation into every single thing that's mentioned in that sentence that is not the thing that it actually is. Okay, you know what? I can even start with the first sentence. He said... You look naughty, but I'm sure you're nice. Tell me what that means, Nick. Tell me what it means. All I would say is that if he wanted to make it like a sexual innuendo, he would probably say, you look nice, but I'm sure you're naughty. If you re- if she really wanted to make this like sexy Santa, but she did the opposite. Uh, I think, on the other hand, that he is being like, you look naughty initiating like, oh, like, hey, he already knows. But I'm sure you're nice trying to play like the cat and mouse Santa's game. already scoped <laughs> the scene out. He knows what he's going for. Yeah, because he doesn't want to come across as like, you know, you look nice, but I'm sure you're naughty. It's like, you look naughty, but I, I'm sure you're nice. It's like, yo, because maybe... Oh, catching he, more flies with honey than vinegar. Yeah, he's playing, uh, he's playing a slow game. He's playing the slow game, you know? Well, maybe not. He's he washes up on the beach next to her, immediately says a pickup line. You're like, he's playing the slow game. Santa can't play the slow game. He can't play the long con. He's got 24 hours to do it. He's got 24 hours to land Colby, okay? That's like... So, dude, he washes up. He's soaking wet. Yeah. She's all about it, okay? And then he's looking at her and he goes, you look naughty. Yeah. Let's just start with that. You look naughty. When you wash up next to a grown woman on the beach. As Mike does on a regular basis. When this happens, a thing that happens all the time. He was soaking wet and he cracks a smile. Yeah. He's flirting, Nick. Just, but. He's flirting. I won't deny that this is like flirty, but I, oh, I just don't, I don't. With a present in his hand. Yeah. I mean, Jude, Mike. Come on. Okay, so for the for the for our listeners, when uh, Mike is saying "present in his hand," he's making a hand motion as though he is holding his own phallus. He is gently but firmly in control of his own dick. And then to say, with a present in his hand, it's Christmas in the sand. I mean, these are all coming together at the same point in time. Mike, I know in this song, you're seeing the kind of pickup lines that you yourself would use in this instance, but I don't think that that's necessarily what anyone would say trying to hook up with a lady on the beach. So you think Santa's just flirting? Yeah, I think it's like fun, flirty. I don't think, yeah, like this is like... What's the point of flirtation? What are you, what, what, what's the end goal there? I mean... I flirt. I've flirted with people all the time. It's he's just... doing it to me right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with his eyes. Yes, and he's playing footsie with me. Wow, you're you're hedging oh, your bets. Shit, I thought that was the horse. I'm sorry. Oh no, Wilbur, get down. <laughs> okay, all right, but imagine this then. Santa was just surfing. Okay, he was he was just surfing. As he 
So you're saying he didn't even want to surf to begin with. He had this whole game plan where I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to get washed up on the beach. I'm going to, yes, but that's not where I'm going with this point. Okay. The Mrs. Point Claus is, is very open. Yes. The point is, he's out surfing. He doesn't have a bunch of presents. He just washes up on the beach. So you, you're going to tell me he's just magic. I mean, he is magic. Uh, 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 <laughs> excuse me. Are you a, were you about to argue the existence of magic and Santa Claus in the same sentence? Were you about to prove your point by saying, what, does Santa have, like, magic powers or something? What kind of bullshit excuse is that? Everyone knows the only way that Santa gets real actual presents, like wrapped up gifts, is yeah. out of his big sack. But the only big sack he's got is his own on that beach. That's what I'm saying. He could have grabbed, like, a lobster on his way to the beach. <laughs> Here's a lobster. Yeah. <laughs> I love lobster. Lobster's delicious. If someone brought me a lobster for Christmas, I would be thrilled. And would you put out afterwards after that dinner? Like, <laughs> absolutely, I would for a lobster dinner. You, uh, you have a very Freudian interpretation of this song. Now, as a Jungian, which I am, I maintain that this music, not video, that this song is actually, in this case, Santa represents Kobe Calais' shadow self, the parts within her psyche that she boxes up and, and pushes away to present a, a more outwardly friendly guise to the world. And Shadow Santa is there oh. to provide her an outlet, uh, a mental outlet for her own sense of uh, aggression, or as it's referred to in this, naughtiness. Yeah, no, that, that is, a, um, that is a, a theory and kind of like a metaphor that is pervasive in many areas of religion and psychology that that she has this bubbly like literally she literally wrote a song called bubbly she has this outside persona that she presents which is very friendly approachable singer songwriter but you think that's not to overcompensate per se but that that there's a diametric opposite side to that coin that insidiously works its way out i want it known here and now that i don't actually think that (laughs) And I just wanted to say something counter to what Mike was saying. Got it. You agree with Mike. Do you know why he had to make up some sort of crazy nonsense? Because it's all in the words there. It's indisputable what is happening in the song. Well, let's hear more. I must have had too much to Absent? Yeah, that's the green fairy. So now now they're drinking. Or she's I, drinking by herself alone on the beach. I don't know. Something's happening. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> like, I, it's infuriating that you're not seeing this. <laughs> Am I taking crazy pills here? <laughs> Can't you see? So Rudolph's nose is shining green, which is just, which means, oh, 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 man. Do you know why it's shining green? Why is it shining green, Mike? So, you know, when the nose is red, it means, yo, slow your roll a little bit. We're not ready. But green means go. Green means go, man. Wait, but does yellow mean speed up or slow down? I never got that. Well, you can never quite tell. It's hard to hard. Mike can never quite tell. I always screw it up. Also, (laughs) Also, can you turn right on red in the North Pole? Green means go. She could have, I mean, come on. Because she had too much. She could have picked any color, I will say. I think she's trying to imply, oh, I'm I'm maybe a little tipsy because Rudolph's nose is a different color and she chose green. Okay, so when you drink a lot, it doesn't alter your perception of reality. (laughs) 
Unless you're drinking absinthe, like actual absinthe, not the absinthe that you can get in like actual bars these days, oh, like the, the real absolutely. true absinthe. Uh, so far, I put forth a lot more evidence about my theories about Colby Calais' inherent Frenchness than about whatever it is you're talking about. I have deciphered these lyrics and have shown pure examples just using the simple language she's used that she is... Talk about sexual I, fantasies you with Santa say, Claus. You say that she's having sexual fantasies with Santa Claus. I'm saying she's a closet Francophile. Look, potato, oh. potato. I might not even disagree because we all know that the Europeans are uh, much more sexually active than uh, than the Americans. I, I wouldn't say they're more Once sexually again, active. Speak they're more for open, sexually. open sexually. Open sexually. I'm sorry. Yes. Look, I, as we can uh, all agree, Europeans are sluts. <laughs> you heard it here on the Song Topsy Report first, folks. I want to. That's another audio. It's the same, right? <laughs> it's a good foreign policy position if you ever want to run for public office. Yeah. Which I'm definitely going to do after being on As a member show. of the Freedom Party, I vow to break every contract you've ever had with those European sluts. So, it sounds like they took off. Yeah, what do you do after a one-night stand? First thing, get out of there. But the one-night stand hasn't happened yet. It did. It Read between the lines, Nick. <laughs> Wait, let me try my Mike Russell impression. Read between the lines, Nick. <laughs> oh, that's Pee Wee Herman. Um. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Read between the lines, Nick. You, you gotta really see like in between the lines, Nick. <laughs> oh my God! Do I sound like Pee Wee Herman? Is that a thing? Oh Jesus Christ! Well, no, we already established. This. I tried to do an impression of you once, and you sounded like Donald Trump. Oh gosh! <laughs> so you're Ugh. saying that the the one night stand in the sand, one night sand, has happened. The one night sand. I like that. Yes, yeah, that's exactly. You're saying the one night stand has happened. And he and uh, Rudolph just dashed. There's a wham bam, thank you, ma'am, in the sand. And he's out. And he's ironically, out. The only Merry one, Christmas. Ironically, <laughs> the only one who didn't get the memo was Dasher. Yeah, yeah. And you'd think he would be the fastest one. He was just he just was hanging out there looking at her, and then he was like looking around, and everyone was gone. Oh shit! I got to change my name. <laughs> okay. A nice clean joke, Steve. I like that. <laughs> And then Dasher had fucking sex with fucking clams and shit. <laughs> this is Mike Russell. <laughs> uh, well, then she goes in the chorus again. I just want to skip to the last section where there's new lyrics. Oh, oh, uh, the last section also bothers me. Whoa! Some beautiful harmonies there. Your eyebrows raised. Was there something in that? Because that sounds pretty darn innocent to me. Grab the one you love, Nick. Yeah. And then she goes right into Santa about Santa in his bathing suit again. So, yeah. See Santa in his bathing suit Trying to catch a wave but he'll try too soon So she is preparing these other 
women who may find this man on the beach to get ready because they're about to have some Christmas in the sand. No doubt about it. That sounds like a horror movie. If you're on the it's like the new Jaws. Santa Jaws. <laughs> he shows up, washes up, gets you drunk on absinthe, has his way with you, and then he flies off like nothing. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's why I hate the song, Nick. It's terrible. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to reopen the chimney. <laughs> Ladies, you keep that chimney locked tight. <laughs> You know what else? Yeah, that's that's what bothers me about this. Like if it's like she she switches the so now it's not her; it's happening to somebody else. Well, she says if you like if this happens to you, <laughs> oh, God. she's a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary. Mike, oh God, this is awful. <laughs> just hey, I'm just I'm just reading the lyrics, Nick. Just reading the lyrics. This is what happens when we agree to let Mike drive a show. <laughs> yeah. All right, but. So we, we we've we've heard your side of things. We've heard the evidence you presented. I, I I said what I thought was the case, but I will say there is there is some credence to what you say because um uh we actually went to a uh this whole <laughs> Let me set up my bit. Shut up. <laughs> so anyway, now it turns out that there is a whole community of people who are essentially turned on by the idea of Santa. Um, and this was a community I was unaware of until you introduced me to this, uh-huh. because I, I I started thinking like Kobe Kelly said say this was a she says this was a childhood fantasy, and it got me thinking what happened like what what was she exposed to that made this a fantasy of hers? And it turns out uh, I was unaware of this, but there was this story that was written like a couple decades ago, uh, an erotic Santa story called Christmas Came Prematurely. And essentially, it was the Fifty Shades of Grey of its time. It was ubiquitous. You could find it everywhere. And I think Kobe Calais may have gotten her hands on this story at an early impressionable age. And I think it may have planted the seeds in her head uh, that would eventually become this song. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities in this story. You know, first of all, I feel like whatever talentless hack wrote this story really could have stopped at Christmas came early. I feel like the people who read this would have gotten that joke. Wait. He goes too far. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's it's not very well written. I bet I he's say. ugly, too. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, and also, for the listening <laughs> audience, just to clarify, this is definitely not a fake erotic story that I wrote until 2 a.m. last night. It's definitely not that. And if it were that, it definitely wasn't something I wrote just in an attempt to fit as many uh, Christmas-themed puns and sexual innuendos. And even if it was that, it definitely wasn't also an excuse for me to get Steve and Mike to say embarrassing lines out loud. This is a real story. It's none of that. Oh, no, Mike's going to say embarrassing things out loud. That'll be a twist for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, because um, we're, we're going to read a section of this story called Christmas Came Prematurely that inspired Kobe Calais to write her song Christmas in the Sand. Um, I will be reading the story, and then there's two characters in it. There is a character named Holly, and there's a character named Santa. Um, Mr. Trollinger will be reading for Santa, and Mike <laughs> Russell will be reading for Holly. Oh, yeah. All right, so here's a little bit of Christmas Came Prematurely. <laughs> It was the night before Christmas, and Holly was restless. Her husband, Bill, was passed out asleep next to her, but Holly was hornier than the antlers on Blitzen's head. The snow was falling gently outside, and while it looked beautiful, Holly nevertheless sighed. She and her husband lived by the beach, and it was rare for snow to be falling, but it was barely even sticking to the ground. 
The weatherman said it's only supposed to be a dusting, she said wistfully to herself. But I was hoping to get at least six inches tonight. Suddenly, there was a loud thud on the roof. Holly leapt up, tossing aside the bedsheets as if they were discarded wrapping paper and then ran down the stairs, going down faster than the mercury in a thermometer when the first brisk, cold front of December arrives. Just to clarify, this is for people who really get off to Christmas, okay? (laughs) Everything about Christmas. Uh, Holly entered the living room only to discover that Santa Claus himself was standing there. He was wearing only a skin-tight bathing suit, and he held an impressively sized sack. He also had a bag of toys. Santa looked up, and upon noticing Holly, cracked a smile. Ho, 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 my. You look naughty, but I'm sure you're nice, he said. Holly was more turned on than the brightest Christmas tree light. Santa! She gasped. My whole life I've been dreaming of this moment. Is this real, or is this just my childhood fantasy? I say childhood just to confirm that I am an adult, so this isn't weird. His hand still on his own dangling ornaments, Santa sauntered over to Holly and cupped cupped her head with a gloved hand. You've been good this year, he murmured. He murmured. (laughs) That is how Santa murmurs. (laughs) That's his default volume. Uh, He murmured. I'm here with the package you wanted. Holly, wetter than hot chocolate, tore her nightgown off, exposing Santa to her nativity scene. Santa's yule log swelled, aching to be in her hot fireplace. He grabbed her roughly by the waist and their tongues met, sliding all over as though the other's tongue was the most delicious Christmas cookie in existence. Santa's hand suddenly slid down faster than he himself went down the chimney to Holly's house. Bring me some of that figgy pudding. Santa said seductively. That is how Santa seduces. Okay. Patience, Daddy Christmas. Holly said in a coy voice. You have a certain North Pole that I've always wanted to visit. Holly then slid down and unwrapped the one present she'd always wanted to see. Santa was hung like a wreath. Holly's eyes lit up brighter than the star of Bethlehem on the night Jesus, the Lord and Savior, was born. Let's fuck, said Santa. Wow, he gets right there. I've only got like five minutes. I've got to be at the next house. Holly's head was spinning like a dreidel. Note, Holly had some Jewish friends. Never in her wildest dreams, which were usually filled with visions of sugar plums, had she imagined that she'd be here, lying on her back as though she were making a snow angel with the man she'd always dreamed of on top of her. She was already hoping that Santa was able to come more than once a year. Santa was about to put his stocking stuffer in her lump of coal chute, but Holly stopped him. No, she said. I'm afraid there's not enough room for you in my inn, but you can try my stable next door. And with that, Santa thrust into her with the combined force of three wise men. Hark! Holly cried out. Santa put a finger to her lip. He said, gesturing up to the bedroom where Bill still lay asleep. Silent night. Holly grinned and nodded, and with that, Santa fucked her as hard as he and his elves worked 364 days of the year to make all the toys that brought so much joy to boys and girls all over the world. Suddenly, Santa's stomach dipped lower than his magical sleigh did when it was about to land on a rooftop. 
Oh no, Santa said worriedly to himself. My own Christmas is about to arrive early. Quickly, Santa looked away from Holly and stared at a wall, trying his hardest to think about baseball. I must find some way to stop this Christmas from coming, he said. I don't care, Holly said, grabbing his beard and pulling his head back. With you, I want Christmas every day. And with that, Santa's eyes rolled back and he quickly exited Holly faster than he was magically sucked up the chimney of a house. Ho, 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 God! Santa cried out. Oh, come on me, faithfuls! Holly cried out. And with that, the white Christmas Holly had always dreamed about finally came. Yes! She gasped. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow! They both lay back, exhausted. After a moment, Santa put his bathing suit back on and walked back over to his bag of toys. Holly looked up at him. I thought you wore red from your head to your toe, she said, smirking. Why the bathing suit? (laughs) Why the bathing suit? Oh, ho, ho, said Santa merrily. When you have as many gifts to deliver to good girls and boys this Christmas, you can't be dealing with all those pesky belt buckles, he said. How else would I be able to bring this much joy to so many people in just one night? And with that, Santa disappeared back up the chimney, leaving Holly alone on the floor and Bill alone at the bottom of the staircase, who had woken up and had seen enough to be thoroughly horrified. The end. Whew. I mean, that's wow, some hot stuff. That I can- is, I gotta give it right there. I, I can see why a uh, why an impressionable youngster could read this and have it be influenced. Steve, what did what did you think? <laughs> You're one sick fuck, Nick. <laughs> you are. I just found the story. Okay, I certainly didn't write it. <laughs> so messed up. Oh my. And you and you criticized me for an interpretation of this song. But oh my god! You can judge the story as much as you want. It does not change the fact that this is still, I believe, an innocent song. That perhaps, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she did read this story. Maybe, maybe that was lurking in her shadow self or something. Like maybe there was an element of that there. But I don't know. I think I think Christmas in the Sand can still have an innocent connotation. I must stop this Christmas from coming. You're a cock block, Mr. Grinch. I can't. I must stop this Christmas from coming. But how? Oh, oh, God. Oh, it's got my fur. Oh, it's all matted now. (laughs) You know, I guess, I guess this song just goes to show. Maybe, I actually, you know what? Here's what I honestly think. Oh, my God, wait. Bill's the Christmas cuckold. Bill is the Christmas cuckold. He was cucked by Santa. Oh my god. That's the subtitle, right? Yes. Cucked by Santa. The Christmas cuckold. Cucked by Santa. (laughs) What I was going to say is that uh, I think what we have what we have been discussing and reading aloud this whole podcast goes to show that Colby Calais' song is actually brilliant in that it is actually open to interpretation. Because even though I have my opinion about the general innocence of the song you have read enough into it i feel to not change my opinion but to make me consider maybe there was actually something possibly working subconsciously 
Because after she read uh, Christmas Came Prematurely, I can imagine how that would still be embedded in her subconscious whether she wanted to have this song be uh, inappropriate or not. I'll give it. I'll give it this. It's catchy. It is catchy. It's catchy. It's upbeat. It's got that festive vibe. Doesn't mean I like it though. I mean, okay, but I mean, it, it actually is on regular rotation in the uh, location where Steve and I work. It's 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 one. It's like it's like one of those like I thought like you know appropriate Christmas songs that you could just play in malls and stuff. But hearing it now and knowing that as a as a uh, as perhaps a preteen, Kobe Calais read uh, Christmas Came Prematurely. I'm gonna think of it differently now. Man, this this really brings a whole new light to that one Michael Bublé song, Mrs. Claus and Me. Oh. <laughs> or no, sorry, Me and Mrs. Claus. Whoa. Hey, me yeah. and Mrs. Mrs. Claus. <laughs> we got a thing going on. Uh, but guys, thank you very much for listening. You can follow us on Facebook. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Google Play. We are everywhere. Uh, or after this episode, you can abandon us completely. You can. I you really can. wouldn't. I really wouldn't put it. I really wouldn't put it past you. Can. You, you are the consumer. The power you're, you're is in perfect, your hands. Perfectly within your power to just stop listening to this. I, I wouldn't even. <laughs> wouldn't even begrudge you that. No, but seriously, thank you so much for listening. Like, we are actually able to see, like, where people are listening. Uh, we uh, we have listeners all over the country. We have listeners internationally. We know we, where you are. <laughs> we know what general state you're in. Shout out to our listeners in, in Missouri. Woo! Big Brother is real, and we are Big Brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can follow me personally at uh, on Twitter, uh, at Nick Brigadier, MrMikeRussell.com. Uh, yes, yes, that is my website, Mr. Mike Russell with M-R, Mr., and uh, yeah, uh, please send us uh, your critique, comments, feedback, and your personal Christmas fantasies or, uh, I don't know, <laughs> sexualized stories that you've experienced with Santa. Please don't send us erotica. Please do not. I can't believe I have to say this. Please do not send us homemade erotica. Let it be known if you send us homemade erotica, we will read it out loud on the show. So that's kind of encouraging. That I, oh, you damn didn't right. Agree to I this. totally disregard what Stephen Trollinger is saying. To the songtopsyourreport at gmail.com. Is that's that exactly the, is where that you can send address? your erotica. Oh, God. Um, uh, you can you can follow me on Twitter at yourmantrolo. Um, you can uh, visit uh, stephentrollinger.com. I'm sure when this comes up, it will be done. Um, really? Wow. I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. It's Christmas. <laughs> I'm doing too much shit at well, the same time. Sorry. Uh, but eventually, yeah, I, at this point, it's just, it's going to happen at some point. You'll just keep following along until it happens. Um, I already lost the bet. I don't have a reason to keep, keep yeah. going anywhere yeah. except for my own career. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what reason is that? Who cares about that at this point? I, the, all of that just got flushed down the toilet with this episode. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yes, uh, uh, thank you. If any of you uh, ended up joining me at, uh, in love with the arrow collar, man, it was most appreciated. And hopefully I will be doing other things sooner rather than later that I can also plug. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you very much for listening. There will be more Christmas music for the Woo! month to come, which we are very much looking forward to. So we hope to see you then. Uh, or hear you then. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm thoroughly disgusted with myself. And we will see you next week. Take care. Take care.